You are listening to the Gear 30 Podcast, a community, you could even call it a support group, for people addicted to outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. There is no shame here. In spite of what your spouse or partner may say, we believe it's okay to own five tents, seven backpacks, and 18 jackets. Our slogan, inspired by the great explorer Sir Ranolf Fiennes, is, there is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. So if you're an aspiring outdoor adventurer, a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Gear 30 Podcast, where we talk about outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. So this morning, I went up to uh, went up and went for a hike on the trails near my home. Had about 8 inches, 10 inches of snow, sometimes a little, in places, a little more than a foot of snow on the trails. And uh, yeah, it was a nice nice hike, but I was noticing some so of the... you can't tour yet. No, not yet. Not in my neck of the woods. Um Maybe after tonight, it's supposed to start snowing at my house about 5 o'clock, which means I need to leave here pretty soon so I can get home because I've driving my car, which only has two-wheel drive. And uh, anyway, it's supposed to snow about a foot overnight at my house. So maybe with some rock skis, we'll be able to tour. Because it doesn't even snow in August. It's not supposed to snow until like 2 or 3 in the morning. Yeah, it's supposed to just rain. Yeah, Yeah, we're supposed to, it's supposed to start snowing, raining about 4 from about four to six turning to snow and from like seven until seven tonight until five tomorrow morning it's supposed to just dump so before you moved to the valley mm-hmm. you were in town here and um on you know on the ogden side um how often did you trail run in the winter um i mean during the years where i was trail running a lot it was it was uh many times a week Two or three times a week. Yeah. Um, so yeah. if I wanted to trail run in the winter, which what do I need to wear? What should I expect? What's different from that versus like snowshoeing versus ski touring? Yeah. So first of all, um, maybe let's talk about why you'd want to trail yeah. run in the winter because I'm still trying to figure that one out. <laughs> so trail. Well, a lot of people around here do. So so winter yeah. trail running. Winter is my favorite time of the year to trail run. And, and the reason for that is that the trails smooth out if it, if it's a well run trail, so all the lumps and the rocks and everything that make the trails, yeah, make you have to run a little slower, they get filled in and smoothed out. And so you can just haul. Mm. And if you have the right traction on your shoes, I mean, you've got good, good traction, like you don't slip around and all that stuff. And so you can just fly and it's pretty soft on your, on your joints and it's pretty really pretty and it's just real quick you use the spikes so i like to use the hobnails that you actually screw into the sole of your mm-hmm. shoe um, but a lot of people like the micro spikes um both of them work great the micro spikes are removable and so that's kind of nice so if you get onto terrain that's dry or whatever for a while you can take them off um, but i like to screw the hobnails in my shoes because i don't even notice that they're in there other than I just don't slip. Until you're walking on your tiles at home. <laughs> right. Hardwood floors. Right, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Don't, don't, yeah, don't wear them in hardwood floors or. So um, I share a fun little did you knows on our daily 
sales goal text messages to the team and one I sent out was it last week about the snow sound I thought it was really cool where um, when it snows it, you know how it feels like it's quieter yeah because it does it absorbs sound right and until it starts to be, begin to ice over and then ice will reflect sound and so then it's louder but like if you're in an ice cave or something but if you're if it's freshly fallen snow it it feels so quiet because it literally is absorbing sound and it's nice and quiet when you're out there on your run it's just very peaceful yeah serene you know like a beautiful the day after it snows it's just unreal amazing yeah Yeah, and luckily here in utah or here in ogden we have a whole bunch of great trails that are used a lot and so during the winter if it's just snowed you might be one of the first people out on the trails and if it's you know four inches or less then it's awesome um if it's deeper than that then give it a day and the 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 crew will like everybody will get out on the trails and pack it all down and after about a day after a storm you'll have perfectly groomed trails to run on and it's amazing for all those reasons because it's quiet peaceful it's not hot which for me it's like I'd much rather run in cool temperatures, be a little, have to put on an extra jacket to stay warm versus being too hot. And heat is my kryptonite. Yeah, I cannot deal with heat. I, you can, I can layer like a, like a boss in the winter, but I cannot deal with heat. Right. Yeah, me too. And I think that's what the happens opposite? when like, I don't, I don't want to run when it's 110, but. Something about running when it's like 70 degrees is just... 70 is not hot. It, that's but exactly. 80 is hot. Perfect. Mm. You could just run for days and... I think like... I'm 60. like a 55 degrees. I really like running kinda. in shorts and a short sleeve shirt, you know? It's just... Uh, yeah. I'm okay fif- with running in the winter, but the less layers, you're just more freeing. You know? 55 to free 60. Free the heel, free the mind, free the skin, free the mind. You just get to go. Wow. Anyways, keep going. <laughs> Um, I'm not. I I'm not the biggest winter trail runner. You've become quite the hippie. Um, Chase runs naked. (laughs) Apparently, that's what I was alluding to. (laughs) Right. So if anyone wants to go running tomorrow, (laughs) let me know. I um. So that's why you don't like running in the cold. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So anyway, yeah. So trail running in the winter is awesome, in my opinion. I love it. It's, It's my favorite time of the year. I also, well, I love trail running in the fall. Really, the only time I don't like trail running is the heat of the summer. Like July. When yeah. the snakes are out. Oof. The snakes are the worst. Yeah. Good Keep... news, no snakes in winter. Yeah, that's the other thing, too. Although, so I'll tell you a quick story. A um, few years back, uh, probably maybe six or seven years now, I I couldn't find a partner to go ice climbing with one morning, and so I just decided I was going to, because I didn't have a partner, I was going to go climb Willard Waterfall by myself since it's a pretty, uh, pretty easy climb. That's a, that's a bold endeavor. No, it's a it's an easy climb. It's like WI three, maybe eight hundred feet. Most of it, you climbed it with me, Brandon. It's oh Willard. There's a yeah Willard, yeah, yeah, yeah. Willard, not Malins. Yeah, yeah Willard. Willard. So that's so it's a People long. Do actually do that quite often. A longer climb, but it's not real steep. It's got just a couple of steep steps, and it's really not that bad. So I decided to go up there because, yeah, you can climb it by yourself for the most part. And even when I climb it with someone, we'd never rope up. And so I'm hiking up and uh, not thinking anything of it, just minding my own business, get to the get to the ice 
climb up the ice and then as I'm hiking back down I get back to the bottom of the waterfall and on the trail and I notice mountain lion tracks fresh, fresh mountain lion tracks that are on top of my boot tracks in the snow so mm-hmm. it had been there Comforting. since I had hiked up so I'm like oh man so I is that I, when you take the spikes and put them on your hands like <laughs> claws like come at me yeah. <laughs> so I I pulled my ice ice tool off of my backpack and yeah. I hiked down with an ice tool in my hand Which and is a formidable uh, weapon kept so. my helmet on just in case and yeah um so anyway didn't have any problems but I was like that 45 minute hike down was kind of eerie you're in a much better position than the trail runner guy in Provo or Slate Canyon yeah yeah, who yeah. Ran, ran into the the babies yeah oh, and then the moms are... made world famous by the amount of swear words he used <laughs> in, in, within a, a short amount of time that kid was scared oh oh yeah would be but, i would have been so scared did the right thing he did the right thing yep. yeah so anyway like two days later i go on a trail run and i and i go and run up uh i'm trying to think Oh, so, no. So, like, two days later, I go ice climbing up Maylands, but I'm with a buddy. I'm with Phil, and, and so we start hiking up from 29th Street, and we get about 300 yards up the up the trail, and there's blood all over and pieces of deer laying around and mountain lion tracks. I'm like, oh, man. So they're here, too, of course. Yeah. And then, like, two days after that, I'm on a morning trail run, and I run up toward... I'm on Indian Trail, and I just get right where it kind of tops out as you're entering in the canyon. Yeah. And again, blood all over, pieces of deer all over, mountain lion tracks all over. But I was by myself that time. I was just like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Good news is the mountain lion's full. (laughs) Right. Right. So So we had a guy in the shop the other day, speaking of Indian Trail, who, um, interesting guy, said he helped build Indian Trail Hmm. years and years ago. And said he regrets it ever since oh, really? because of how busy it's got. And he said that there was a herd of elk that used to live up there. Oh, uh, really? Elk is long gone, and he he believes it's because of the trail. All the traffic. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's too bad. Um, anyway, so, yeah, after those three, you know, I didn't see the mountain lion, but I knew it was there somewhere. Like three times in one week, I decided to take a few days off. So, yeah, take a week yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I didn't go early because – because it was like 4 a.m., 5 a.m. was like my time to get out on the trails to either climb or to trail run or something before work. Um, and uh, and I if I couldn't find someone to go with me, I just went by myself. And after that, I stopped going at that time by myself. <laughs> yeah. And, Rightfully uh, so. Yeah. So anyway. Well, what are you wearing when you go, like right now? No, just kidding. When you go trail <laughs> running, I can see what you're wearing. Right now. <laughs> it's not that exciting. Um, when you're on the trails trail running and it's cold and it's usually 20s in the winter time or or less like on the trails sometimes you get lucky after a snow it warms up to like a 36 or something but yeah what's what's like the go-to i'm i'm a tights kind of guy yeah obviously i mean you've got the body for it so i uh i don't and so (laughs) i don't wear the so yes if you're trail running during the winter um you know I I tend to run in just normal trail runners, not even waterproof ones, but a lot of people prefer Shoes. a waterproof trail runner, yeah. Okay. Um, Do they make a, a 
decent difference as far as warmth goes? I mean, I think yeah. they would. Yeah, they're quite a bit warmer. If you, but when I'm running, when I'm trail running, I'm I don't get cold. Like my feet don't get cold, mm. especially. And so if I'm in a normal trail runner, I do fine. But most people will prefer like a Gore-Tex trail runner. It does keep them warmer. It does keep your feet drier, that sort of thing. And then a small gaiter to go over the top just to keep the snow out from coming in around your ankle. Yeah. Um, a lot of people prefer tight and just a, like a slightly thicker, slightly insulated tight. Maybe something uh, Solomon and a few other companies make tights that are like windstopper on the front panel. Mm and then a real breathable fabric on the back so that if you're in the cold and the wind's blowing you're not freezing um nordic skiing like skate skiing clothes and and cross-country skiing clothes is awesome for trail running like onesies um if you want i guess i thought the nordic skiers wore like a onesie uh the racers do yeah but if you look at like training like Nordic skiing onesies or whatever. Oh yeah, That's I mean, thinking. what are those called? Those lycra outfits. Yeah, lycra, the lycra speed suit. Speed suit. Speed suit. Um, that sounds like I need one. Yeah, <laughs> you probably do. You've got the body yeah. for it. Again, I mean, <laughs> again, yes. And when I, you say body, it's dad body. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I have a whole bunch of friends that like to wear those, but I'm not one of them. Um. No, so like your your cross country skate skiing training gear might be like um, either either tights or like a a trim pant that's windproof in the front, breathable in the back, um, a, a soft shell jacket of some sort, usually windproof in the front, breathable in the back, um, lightweight gloves, headband, all of those types of things. Because when you're cross country skiing. You're moving fast, so you've got some cold wind blowing at you, and you can really get chilled pretty quickly, but you're also working hard, and so you're working up a sweat. So you got to manage the sweat and also manage the wind and, and stuff. Same with trail running. So Nordic skiing and trail running gear, they they really go hand in hand. And I would recommend a, um, well, it, depend, it depends, because a lot of times you can get away with just like a trucker hat, but I like a lightweight wool beanie. Yeah, for those really cold mornings, and I've had a, the same smart wool one for probably ten years, um, but I love it. It's it's perfect. Uh, the thickness of it, or whatever, yeah. the weight of it is just right. It breathes really well, but it can be cold, and so it's just enough to keep keep me nice and warm. And then, um, yeah, so something like that. Uh, also, what's interesting for me is I wear sunglasses still. You know, yeah. like. And maybe if you go early enough, you need the clear kind, um, like a, I think maybe your mountain bike glasses that are clear, but uh, because the cold affects my eyes more than just a normal weather does. Right. Running. So keep that in mind. Yeah. So some people like that, especially if you're, if you're skate skiing, cross country skiing, where you're moving a bit faster. Yeah. Um, yeah. Having some clear glasses really helps. Not, not goggles. No, I wear those when I run around my neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Urban scenarios. Right. You throw the goggles on. <laughs> yeah. The blackout one. The blackout yeah. ones. Yeah. 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 Um, do you wear your mask at the same time? Yeah, I can't see anything. Yeah. It fogs up. That's good. Yeah, I just run into snow plows <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. So um, I'm trying to think what else I like. So like a, a real lightweight glove is nice, but something that's water resistant or slightly wind resistant. And by the way, 
they make them now so you can do this but it, they should, whether it's or rab or we had some icebreaker ones they are most of them now are the touch friendly for your phones because it's beautiful out there so whether you need to pull up your tracking on your app to see where you know how fast you're going or whether you just need to take a picture like make sure just to spend the extra 20 bucks or whatever for the kind that has the you can use your glove on your smartphone yeah i think it's worth it yeah and some cases they're not even like 20 bucks it's like five or ten bucks maybe um but yeah so gloves they they make gloves out there that are like a like a fleece glove that has like a little windproof cover that can like unfold out of the out of the cuff and it's like this little windproof mitten those things are awesome because how much that makes a difference makes a huge difference and uh yeah you can go from like a glove that's comfortable and 35 degree 40 degree weather and sunny nice weather to you pull that mitten over and suddenly it's like you're comfortable at 10 degrees with a with a breeze like they're nice it, it makes a big difference so you can you can find those there's some companies that make them uh or made some for a while do they still make a a glove like that do you know i'm pretty sure they do yeah OR, um rad. camp camp is a is a good like a mountaineering company that makes schemo stuff they make gloves i've got some touring gloves like that uh it's amazing like i'll hike up in those touring gloves up snow basin in the morning for some exercise and and uh be totally comfortable on the hike up when i'm sweating and i pull those mittens over and i can ski down as fast as i want and my my hands don't get cold just because they're windproof and and they're thin glove it's awesome so um i like a headband you like a thin beanie a trucker hat or a beanie yeah i like a headband because for me it's like my ears are sensitive but the rest of my head is good if it's and really so, cold my wind jacket with the hoodie yeah actually really helps yeah there you go what about a buff do you guys wear buffs i oh. hate buffs i'm just kidding i like buffs i i have uh a no name and a non well i've got a rab one i've got an ultra one i've got a the ultra one is made by buff is it I'm pretty sure. i mean most of these brands they're just like it's essentially so a, I don't, a, a no-name I, brand buff i think they're if it's re it's gotta be really cold teen single digits and i don't wear it i mean a lot of people use them now for their mask but i can't put anything over my face and run like it, it's just yeah around the neck. it's just too warm yeah yeah and then and it does like initial what a, what the buff is initially made to do is kind of keep but I, yeah it stays below my mouth yeah i i put them on i i like the buff and i wear it as a headband and then I just, I like take half of the buff, the lower half of the buff and kind of roll it up and then put it over my ears so it's a little warmer. And then when that sweats out, I flip the buff over and I put the dry part over my ears. There you and, go. And yeah. it's just like, and then the wet part can dry, I guess. If, Do I you have know. a favorite jacket, like running jacket? Yeah, I've, there's a few. The, the Rab Kinetic Plus? That's, that's a big, that's a thick jacket, don't you think? The Kinetic Plus? Well, I mean, it's... It's awesome if it's. I'll run in it if it's dumping snow or rain or something like that. But um, I like just a real lightweight wind shirt yeah. uh, if the weather's it not nuking. Uh, and so the um, Squamish hoodie from Arcteryx is one that I have. Uh, the OR. Uh, what's the OR wind shirt that I? It's got a little waistband built into the oh, back that's pocket the one I have. yeah that's the one you have I don't that's even know what it's called that's an awesome one i love that one yeah 
I what's interesting is I'm well it's this last week the temperatures dipped tremendously around here but the week before that I wasn't even wearing that yet I have a, a lightweight marmot that is doesn't have a hood and I was I was wearing that as a windbreak and it has more mesh under the yeah. armpit and stuff and so it's more breathable I was wearing that that's like the step before I go to the the hooded OR version because it was in the upper 40s like low 50s and yeah. it was perfect so yeah um the patagonia houdini is like the the wind shirt from patagonia that's an awfully popular one uh patagonia kind of i think the houdini was one of the first like really light wind shirts to come out they sort of that was one of the i mean they've had a few pieces that were just like the first of its kind that revolutionized things the um the houdini the r1 hoodie the uh nano puff and the what was it the micro puff there was the puff and the micro puff and then the nano puff or whatever so many and puffs. and the uh I'm trying to think of what corn, other things corn puffs corn, corn puffs, puffs that was a good one popular. yeah um <laughs> i there are so many patagonia pieces that kind of started trends that it's pretty amazing i haven't always loved i haven't always loved patagonia over the years but they have been innovative and they've always made good gear and they've been real innovative um they're an impressive company that way they i think they work closely with their athletes Mm. to make what functions well for their athletes and that that ends up leading to great gear so they've, they've done it the right way in that way so uh, what other, what other pieces for trail running? Um, Chase, Chase needs to go trail running right now because he's falling yeah. asleep over there. Which is... One thing to re- remember is when you're running in the cold, a lot of times you don't always feel like you're thirsty because it's cooler. You know, when you're in the heat, yeah. you're just always thirsty and stuff. But in the cold, the air's so dry, you'll actually get dehydrated pretty quickly. Um even though you may not realize it. And so I like to take uh, I like to take a water bottle, some some type of liquids. And if I'm going on a less than an hour, then I don't take anything. But if it's a two or three hour run, then I like to take some sort of fluids. And one of my favorite things to take, although it's kind of hard to take when you're when you're trail running, but I like to take hot chocolate. If I have uh, some sort of a vacuum bottle that's small, and so I can just take a little bit, um, a small hydro flask or, or something like that, a small um, clean canteen or Stanley or whatever it is um, that'll fit in like a running fanny pack or something like that. I like that because then I get both fueling and um, and a little bit of hydration and stuff. I do that more with backcountry skiing than I do with trail running. With trail running, I usually just have water, but sometimes I like, if it's a longer run, I like to take hot chocolate because that seems to seems to be like the super, super fuel for the winter. So. <laughs> the super fuel. Yeah. Do, I, do you have any hot chocolate recommendations for us? Uh, Swiss Miss is really good. Oh, okay. Um, what about Stevens? Stevens is good. They're local. They're a Utah brand and it's good stuff. Gourmet and I mean, they're kind of they're not too far from where you live, aren't they? They're in Farmington. Farmington. Yeah. Yeah. Are you? I mean, are you a connoisseur of hot chocolate? Do you mix hot chocolates? 
Do you yeah. want some milk chocolate and a little vanilla in there? Yeah, so I can't. I've got a special blend that it's it's a oh, family it's secret. secret. It's been passed, so I can't really share it on on the air. If you play your cards right, I might. Um, I like. I personally am a big fan of like the mint chocolate Stevens. Okay. I like that flavor. I don't love like the the uh, peanut butter cup flavor that ones nasty. Uh, from Stevens, but the the peanut mint butter chocolate. Yeah, what? I know. Is this like it's a, a it's a Stevens? Yeah, it's like drinking a Reese's, and you know, I love Reese's, but I'm I'd rather eat it than drink it. Yeah, amen to that. Um, yeah. but the mint chocolate ones are good. They've got a raspberry chocolate one that's good. They've got just a milk chocolate one that's good. Uh, add a little bit of milk. Add. Uh, uh, I'm a, I'm a fan of just like creamy, hot chocolate. So just whatever you have to do to make, make it creamy. A little cream in there. Um. Anyway, anything else for trail running? Um. I think that's it. Just get oh, and we already said it, but micro spikes. Micro spikes. Or um or some sort of screws that you can screw into the bottom yeah. of your shoes. I like the screws, but then but the- what. Darn tough socks with cushion. Yeah. It just feels like you're running on clouds. <laughs> yeah. Especially when it's colder. They're a little thicker than your summer running socks. Right. And I like to wear a longer sock, especially if I don't have a gator on, because then uh, I don't get the snow right on my leg. It's got a little buffer with the sock. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to mention that if you do get the screws that you screw into your shoes, that means you have to have a dedicated shoe for trail running for the winter. So what I usually do is I take some of my favorite trail runners from the summer that are kind of past their prime, and those become my winter trail runners. That's a good idea. And then I keep my newer trail runners nice. So uh, anyway, yeah, that's it. There Anything else? It. Right. That's uh, That's not everything you need to know. We've probably forgotten something, but that's some, some good information i guess if you want to get in trail running during the winter one. do you have a favorite headlamp i feel like you use your oh yeah trail running in the winter yeah oh, you do summer there's a new one is it the new petzl one petzl has a sweet one yeah yeah you saw the one that ronnie showed us it's pretty cool yeah what's that called mm-hmm. yep okay all right let's <laughs> yeah. go ahead and look that one up yep. uh yep. so no keep, but keep that was talking, sweet greg <laughs> Um, my favorite headlamps over the years, um, for trail running have been, there's a pencil, uh, the pencil, Ico, I-K-O, Ico, they always name their stuff the weirdest things. Yeah. Um, the Ico, Ico, Core, Ico, something, I-K-O, Core headlamp. Okay. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, that thing was, you put it on and it looks funky, but it you almost didn't even notice anything was on your head. Yeah. And it you'd run around, bounce around, it, it doesn't move. Uh, yeah, that thing was sweet. The Sprinter from Black Diamond's not too shabby either. Yeah, I haven't, I, I haven't used that one. Um, I know that's, uh, that's made specifically for trail runners mm-hmm. and it's probably good, but I haven't used it myself. Um. My favorite ones over the years have been the uh, the Petzl Reactic Core. Mm-hmm. It's like a 400 lumen. Uh, it's probably more than that now, but when I bought it, it was 400 lumen. It had a sensor so that it, it could it could change 
um, brightness is as you're running. If you're looking down close, it dims a little bit, and then if you look up, it goes brighter so that uh, you get longer battery life, but you still you're not really giving up any visibility. Um, that one I liked because it was lightweight and rechargeable. Um, I used it a ton for about a year and a half, and then it just suddenly stopped working. And I probably could have sent it back. I think they might have a two-year warranty on their on their headlamps. Um, I could probably get a send it back and got a new one, but I didn't until it was too late. Um, the other headlamp that I really liked for trail running and for all, all outdoor stuff was the lead lenser, um, headlamp. I forget which mo- it was their nicest model at the time. And it was like 400, 500 lumens, something like that. But it, same thing. It had that react, reactic, the re, the reactive, that's, yeah, I'm, that's I'm getting all confused with the <laughs> stupid Petzl names. Um, it had the reactive lighting, so it would brighten or darken or whatever. It wasn't quite as as responsive as the Petzl. I did never really like using that one. I just kept it on high all the time. I didn't like to use the, the one that changed. Um, but one thing I loved about that LED lenser one is it had a a focusable beam so you could twist a little bezel and you could take it from a real broad wide angle to a focused beam that would shine forever away so i'd be running with a wide Did you ever angle like the, the belt ones i like i like the idea ultra spire was i like the idea i had one and it would get too hot um it's not where you want your heat <laughs> It was, uh, it wouldn't get too hot on me. The light itself would get too hot and it would stop. Fire in my pants. Like literally, there's a fire in my pants. Like, uh, um, the, the light would get too hot and then it would stop working. Like it wouldn't work oh, as really? well because the. Well, it was pretty bright. They had, yeah, it was really bright. I love the idea because when I would run with it, I could see the ground better. I yeah. could see the, Without the rocks and everything. Right. Your head down. Right. I could, it the depth perception is so much better when the light is shining from somewhere other than where your eyes are. Mm-hmm. You know, when you put a headlamp on, you can't see shadows. You put a hook of light to your running vest. That's sort of tipped down. A yeah, bit. maybe, okay. maybe. But uh, anyway, I really, I like those. The only issue was I, I think they needed to kind of figure out the lighting. Um, the uh, light, let's see. I'm, from look, self-exploding or... Well, it was, yeah, it was just, it would be like super, super bright. And then uh, as I go throughout the run, uh, 30 minutes in, it would be a lot dimmer. And I would go to touch it and like the the little, uh, what is it called? Just the part of the light around the actual light bulb that holds the batteries and stuff would be like super hot. Almost to the point where it would almost burn you when you touch it. Um so they still make it. Uh, they still make their their uh, waistband lights. I'm trying to look it up here. Um, You're talking about Ultraspire. Yeah, Ultraspire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they work really well. I think that they're. I've got a 200 lumen one that is 60 bucks. They've got a 400 lumen one that's 120. Um, I, I really liked it. I love the idea of it. It just, they needed to get the, um, 
They've got an 800 lumen one. I bet that thing gets hot. Um, they just needed to get the light figured out so that it would that it would work consistently throughout. I had one of their early models when they first started coming out with these, and I think they've probably got it figured out now. So they've also got this light magnetic light clip, okay, so you can yeah. put it around a waistband, and it's just a a light that just like clips mm -hmm. on a waistband. That'd be sweet. That's thirty bucks. That's one hundred and eighty lumens. That'd be awesome. Anyway. So yeah, they Ultraspire makes some really cool stuff. I really like them. They're very innovative and and uh, been at it a a long time. Bryce Thatcher has been at it a long time. He knows his stuff when it comes to making running gear, running packs, and stuff like that. All right, that cool. it. Yeah, cool. Sweet. Thanks for joining us for the podcast today. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and also leave us a friendly review if you would. Um, you can check out. Our website, gear30.com, that's G-E-A-R-T-H-I-R-T-Y.com for apparel and gear that you may need for your winter trail running needs as well as just backcountry skiing and inb a, inbound skiing and all the our, all the different stuff. Yes, well, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. You're good. We have a fun new thing that we're offering now, uh, both online and in store, and that is you can shop now and pay in four interest-free installments. So we partnered with Klarna, and Klarna is a way that um, you know you can you can pay for if you don't want to like drop a grand or on your on your tent or skis or whatever setup, you can use Klarna, and they'll they'll take care of you. You still have to drop a grand. It's just not over time. It's over time. Yes, over time. It's so easier. it's not quite as hard on the pocketbook. No book. interest though, so you don't lose all your you know you don't lose your cash out of your bank all at once. But it's no interest. It's over time. So. Uh, we chose to partner with Klarna. You'll find other brands like Backcountry.com also use Klarna. They're growing, one of the fastest growing comp companies in Europe right now. So, uh, they're trusted by many internet, large internet shopping companies. So, yeah, we, we partner with Klarna and we're, we're happy about it. So if you'd like to shop now and pay in installments, you can do that through on Gear 30 through Klarna. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Um, also, follow us on Instagram at gear underscore three zero and like us on Facebook. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the next episode. See you out there. Woo -woo.